traveled halfway across the world to explore this land. Yet all I've caught so far are distant glimpses. It's a long wait. <laughs> I am in a country steeped in mystery, only recently opening its doors to the West. This is pretty, pretty. I've always longed to come here, but why? It's a land famous for warriors so fierce they conquered the largest land empire the world has ever known. Led by a man whose name inspires terror, Genghis Khan. A wild and desolate country separating Russia and China in the heart of Central Asia. Mongolia. I'm desperate to get out of the capital, Ulaanbaatar, to start my adventure. I just need the final piece of paperwork. Is that mine? Oh, hi. Excellent. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye. Mongolia isn't about cities. Most Mongolians are nomads. A tough life hardly changed for thousands of years. Where I'm going, there'll be no hot showers, no shops, no nothing. What will they make of me, a girl from New York? However, I'm confident. I have a passion I know they share. A passion for Genghis Khan's greatest weapon, the horse. Mongolians are the original cowboys known to be the most skillful, talented, and resilient horsemen in the world. That's why I'm here. I have to see this for myself. Uh, well, I, I mean, I've known how to ride horses since I was uh, a little kid and been around them quite a bit. And have horses now as a grown-up. And... Um, I think that they're, I mean, I have a great respect and appreciation for horses. I think that they're really smart animals. I can't read a horse as well as some of my friends can. I mean, I'm friends with a lot of cowboys and, you know, they know everything about a horse. But you can tell, I mean, it's like with any other animal, if you observe it closely enough, its ears will tell you things, it's the way it stands, the way the position of the legs will tell you things. Um, they have lots of ways of communicating with you. Yeah, love horses. <laughs> Mongolians know how I feel. Their love affair is far older than mine. It started here, on these massive open plains thousands of years ago. The life of Mongolian nomads is one of the world's best-kept secrets. The old communist regime blocked foreigners from traveling here. That's changing. I've got myself an invitation to live with a nomadic family for the next few weeks. And here's my first problem. How do you find a nomad? Someone with no address. crossing the Central Asia steppe, the place where 4,000 years ago, someone first had the idea to tame a horse and ride it. Horses gave us speed and power beyond our wildest dreams. It made those early warriors terrifying to their enemies. It enabled Genghis Khan to create an empire that stretched from the Pacific Ocean to the center of Europe. Over the centuries, the horse carried us into the modern world. But as man tamed and bred the horse, it changed. The original prehistoric horse looked very different. 
The Asiatic wild horse, or Taki, is about as close as you can get to it today. Its sticky up mane and stocky body reminds me of a zebra without the stripes. The horses that lived on these arid plains thousands of years ago became the means by which man changed the face of the earth. They once roamed throughout this region, but by the middle of the last century, the Taki had been hunted to extinction. However, they're making a comeback. Thanks to a groundbreaking scheme reintroducing them from zoos, there are now three or four herds back in their ancient homeland again. need luck. The newly introduced wild horses will need to be tough to survive. Suddenly up ahead is what looks like a pile of rocks with a horse's head on top. It's an ovu, a place to make an offering to the gods. Before communism, Mongolians were Buddhists and shamanists. The communists tried to suppress the faith. They destroyed 700 monasteries and slaughtered thousands of monks. With communism gone, Mongolia is rediscovering its national identity. Buddhism has returned. I walk around it three times according to Buddhist tradition in a clockwise direction. Then I make a wish. I wish that I find my nomads today. I don't think I can take another hour in this truck. Chokaha. were listening in the middle of nowhere two little houses suddenly I'm unsure I don't speak Mongolian hello is this my family I'm Julia Minsana uh, Hello. They are expecting me. This is Mensna and his wife, Adonchimeg, my hosts. Oh, me first? Okay. Hello. Togi. Togi. Julia. Hi. This is the family home. It's called a gur. Everything takes place in this one room. Thank you. They're very welcoming. I wonder how many visitors they get in a week. <laughs> Straight away, I get my first clue as to the importance of the horse. Thank you. This is horse's milk. It's fermented to make a drink called irag. I'm shocked by the first taste. It's like fizzy, warm yogurt. Mensana talks away, so I join in. We chatter, not understanding a word the other is saying. I think you're talking about all of this, having me over for tea and biscuits, kind of thing, I think. <laughs> I don't care, I'm happy. Uh, 
It's strange to feel at home even though I'm sitting with strangers in an unfamiliar place. I feel so happy right now. And it's so exciting, and yet my linear mind is completely baffled. I don't know one word that's being said to me, but everybody's smiling and um, and happy and so beautiful, beautiful people in a beautiful house, girl. Um, so it's sort of bewitching to not know anything that's really being said um, and be this happy. It's ignorance is bliss, I guess. That's what it is. Soon it's time to check out where I'll spend my first night on the Mongolian steppe. Okay. Beautiful day. Beautiful. Normally, the whole family sleep together in one gur. Guests get the floor. Oh, wow. I'm lucky. Some of Minsona's family are away, and I've got this place to myself. I'm tired, but excited. My journey is only just beginning, and I can't wait. Good night. Yes. See you in the morning. Thank you. Hmm. I forgot to ask where the bathroom is. Oh, I see. Tomorrow we'll be on the move again. I better get some rest. So I'm sitting here, first morning, having woken up, feeling pretty good, beautiful day, staring at the camels outside my door. It's my little home, which is so beautiful, and they put it together so nicely for me, my neighbors, Mensana and his family. And a um, little tired, a little bewildered. Uh, anyway, the event for the day is that my little home, my little girl is going to be disassembled and we're going to move it someplace else and put it all back together and I'll have a new address. That's what we're doing today. Moving the house. The girl. Well, there, um, just pee. And if you'll pan down a little bit, you'll see that you just poop everywhere, too. We all, we're all God's creatures. We just all pee in the same place, and that's what you do. A little chilly at night, but, yeah. It's like unwrapping a huge birthday present. Gurs are covered in layers of canvas and a heavy felt made from wool. The design hasn't changed for centuries. Genghis Khan never built a palace. He preferred his gur. It's perfect for both the weather and the nomadic lifestyle. They're warm in winter, cool in summer, sturdy, and completely portable. The wooden frame stands rock solid in the wind, but is held together without screws or nails. The house and furniture are painted a vibrant orange, the color of the sun, and every single bit of it is packed and loaded onto camels. With all hands on deck, it's done and dusted inside an hour. Do you want them off? Can you take them off? Well, the one thing that is... <laughs> So impressive is all the children working so hard and loving it. And this is kind of like a like a party. Everybody getting together to take down the house and really social and everybody's laughing and um, and the construction of these buildings is so simple and so brilliant. You can really appreciate it as we take it apart. And I'm actually having a rather good time in the freezing cold deconstructing a house. Who knew? Meet the four-wheel drive of Mongolia. They're not pretty, 
but Bactrian camels can carry up to 900 pounds and travel 30 miles a day. They can also go a week without water and a month without food. Their breath is indescribable. Wrestling is a popular sport here. They're always looking for someone to practice on. So my little house was here, and now it's gone. And what seemed a very specific area is now like everything else out here. It all looks the same. You'd never know it was here and what fun we had in it. <laughs> So I guess it's, we're headed that way, following the camels. Okay. Mensina's father, Henmade, has come to lead us to his camp for a celebration later in the week. Are you scared? Okay. <laughs> It's a day's journey, but the family is used to this. The soil is thin, and with around four inches of rain a year, they must keep moving to find new pasture for their herds, up to 10 times a year if they have to. So they only possess what they can carry. As we pass other gurs along the way, people come out to offer hospitality. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Traveling on a camel is hard work, so a rest and a bite to eat are very welcome. Dried curd is supposed to make your teeth strong, if it doesn't break them. The overwhelming hospitality of the Mongolians is traditional and practical. There's no other way for a nomad to survive. We arrive at Henmade's. I'm dusty and tired, but still there's work to do. None of us will be going to bed tonight until the house is rebuilt. Tugu, Mensina's son, acts as a human paperweight to combat the gusting winds. The birthday present is wrapped up all over again. Our whole day's been about teamwork. We've all been helping each other. It's fun and it's festive. Henmade's herders look after nearly a thousand head of horses. It's their job to make sure the horses are well fed to survive the horrific winters. Now and again, Henmade trades a few to keep the balance of the stock right, but mainly they're needed for their milk. There are no banks here. A family's wealth is held in its herds. Henmade's a rich man. Is that Henmade right there? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Henmade and his wife live with their second son, Monksana. He's Mensana's twin and was born with cerebral palsy. Henmade is one of Mongolia's most respected herders. His medals are testament to his herding skill. I can learn a lot from him. What's this one? <laughs> but first, I have to learn a family game. Yama. Yama. Goat. Yama. I'm learning my Mongolian. Teme. Camel. Teme. Teme. Ado. Ado. Teme. Teme. Hun. Hun. Yama. Yama. <laughs> 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 The pieces are made from the ankle bones of sheep. And the game, of course, is a horse race. It's all in the throwing of the bones. The way they fall dictates your move. I see, okay. Uh, no? <laughs> With Henmade's grandson Tugu on my side, 
How can I lose? One more. Hey, we won! While we play, Henmade's wife, Sensorin, oversees the serious business of preparing a meal. They're making a warming stew from the meat of a fat-tailed sheep. The fat of the meat is seen as the most valuable part, and with curd, cheese, and horse's milk, it's the staple Mongolian diet. Not one we would think of as healthy, but they thrive on it. Horse dung is used to fuel the fire. Sensorin has decided that if I'm going to be part of the family, I have to dress properly and wear Adele, their traditional Mongolian dress. She's made this herself. It's padded and very warm. <laughs> How do I look? Nice? Oh, that's so pretty. Yeah? Okay. <laughs> I feel slightly less like an outsider now. I didn't have a lot of time this morning. I usually look better than this. <laughs> when the wind blows out here, it hurts. The wind chill is lethal and it's not even winter yet. Every activity and even your mood is dictated by the wind. You can fight it or you can just go with it. No matter how cold it gets, the mares okay. still have to be milked. It's a vital part of the nomad's diet. Fruit and vegetables are difficult to grow here, so it's their only source of vitamin C. Milking is done by the women. Sensorin's gonna show me how. Okay, what's up? We'll see. <laughs> I can only milk when the foal has finished feeding. Pressure's on. Whole new frontier. <laughs> oh, I got a whole rhythm going now. Oh, yeah. I think they're empty. You want to check my work? Okay. <laughs> Hey, look, I can see. Uh -huh. That's good. Uh -huh. Okay, now what do I do? Mm -hmm. Poop. I just want you to know. Okay, what now? <laughs> it's freezing out here. And it's going to get colder. <laughs> it's mare's milk that will sustain the family through the bitter winter. at dawn, the milking has started again. It's a continuous operation. Every two hours in the summer, several gallons from each mare, every day. Nomad's log day four, here on the open tundra, it's turned into because it's freezing cold here. Um, today doesn't seem as cold. Yesterday it was blowing a gale. And today there's very little wind, which makes the sun enjoyable. But at night, it's um, like you just, it's cold, period. You'll never be warm again, kind of cold. Cold to your bones. And my feet were like blocks of ice last night. Um, and my socks were too crusty to put on for warmth. <laughs> so pathetic. Um, yeah, really, really cold freezing cold and it's not even winter so the mind reels at the potential for frozen
closingness. There goes my neighbor, Mincina. See you later. Um, it's, I don't know how they do it out here forever. I couldn't. Not strong enough. I like, uh, I like my bathroom and I like, um, privacy. I don't think there even is a Mongolian word for privacy because there's no lock on the little door here and people just, in a friendly way, in the most loving neighborly way, they just come right in a lot. Um, which is nice, but takes a little getting used to. Stride out in any direction if you want to be on your own, but don't expect any landmarks. It all looks the same. I could walk for miles and miles and still feel like I'm in the same place. I'm never completely alone. Back at the ranch, preparations are underway for the celebration we've come to join. Central to it is a horse race. In Mongolia, children are the jockeys. It makes sense. The smaller the jockey, the faster the horse. Henmade is a patient and kind teacher. He gives careful instructions on preparing a horse for a race. There are strong traditions and ceremonies woven into every part of it. The children are eager to learn. They all want to ride in the big race. And today, Henmade will choose who rides his fastest horse. So they've all got to put on their best show. Beck here is another of Henmade's grandsons. His talent makes him the obvious favorite. Buddhist mantra is sung to give the horses speed. While the kids compete, I concentrate on improving my Mongolian. What's the moo? What's that? Wait, moo. Moo. What's that animal? What's the moo? Paolo? Is that a Paolo? Paolo? What's buffalo? Buffalo? What's the buffalo? Mongol buffalo. How do you say? Sarlik. 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 Paolo? 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 Sarlik? Sarlik. What's happening over there? The riders thunder back towards us. That little one's holding on for dear life. It's very exciting. It looks like Bekir's one. These kids are truly impressive. So young, so capable. <laughs> the nice thing about the way they feel about horses around here, or just from my observations, is that there's an enormous respect that when you realize something is um, so valuable to your day-to-day -day life, whether it be for herding or moving or getting around, that you have a real respect for it. And, um, and I think that that goes both ways. I mean, for these horses to just be allowed to roam around um, 
and they don't take off and leave never to be seen again. That's their respect returned, which is kind of amazing. You know, everywhere in America you see animals, you also see fences to keep them in. So here, it's really about um, just the love and respect that man gives to the animal, that they all stay together. It's amazing. Around here, if you need a horse for work or racing, you have to go catch it. For this, they use an erga, a kind of lasso attached to a stick. The herders are picking out horses for the big race. They're looking for fast, strong, five-year-old contenders, the most difficult ones to catch. Can I see it? Uh-huh. Oh, sorry. Hello. Oh, that's cool. Uh -huh. here are faster or stronger and a great deal wilder than we are used to but they can't get past these guys it's one of the most awe-inspiring things i have ever seen yes well done he broke the stick he broke the stick <laughs> Mongolians are said to be born in the saddle and grow up on horseback. I'm mesmerized by the balance, strength, and power of man matched to horse. I am so tense right now. <laughs> Zenbenu. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Zenbenu. froze in terror. The Mongolians must have seemed like men possessed. Wow. Okay. 
So I'm next. <laughs> None of these horses are used to being ridden, so each time is a bit like the first. I said these riders were tough. Take a look at that wooden saddle. The metal studs on the seat encouraged Genghis Khan's men to stand. This young friend of mine is riding the big race on Saturday. Great equestrian, wonderful with the stick, and a great rider. So he's going to be our, our race boy on Saturday. Very exciting. And a little bit of a flirt. They've chosen this horse for Beck here to ride in the race, so it's important it's properly broken. I wonder how I'm going to get on riding a wild horse. I'm so excited. I'm really actually um, scared. It's kind of like a blind date to just get on a horse that you don't know and go for a ride. Uh, and as we all know, blind dates can be disastrous. So I'm hoping for the best. I'm hoping there's you know, like a Benjamin Bratt in the horse outfit out there somewhere. Be nice, give me a fun day. Not buck me off. That would be terrible. <laughs> <sighs> so here I go. Until now, it's been all talk. Time to show this horse who's boss. Deep wooden saddle feels strange, quite different from the flat leather saddles I'm used to. But it's great to be on a horse again. Out here, it feels right. I feel safe with him today. His family are watching. They want me to enjoy my experience. On this saddle, you have to sit off to one side and kind of hang on. He tries to show me how to stand, but for now I'm happy sitting. Mongolian nomads were once considered to be the most fearsome, most bloodthirsty warriors the world has ever known. I know them as gentle, welcoming, and kind. My new four friends are Adonchimeg and Sensorin and Henneman and Mensina. And it's amazing the amount of conversation you can have when you don't speak the same language. I discovered much to my surprise last night I had um, Adonchimeg and, and a bunch of the children in my gear and the children didn't know how to snap. And which, you know, I found so shocking. And the thing that I realized today, I winked at Mensina, and he came up to me later and said, Julia, Julia sort of flagged me down and came up and went like this. <laughs> he doesn't know how to wink. But even two hours later, he wanted to return the gesture, which I thought was very sweet. And so now he does this big finger wink, <laughs> um, which is sweet. I love it all. It's, I think it's a really good lesson in um, human appreciation and observation because it makes you really look at a person, which sometimes we don't do. Uh, well, there's just a, I'll say this about this place, is there is um, a sense of happiness that seems to permeate everything. This place is kind of, maybe it's because there's a simplicity to life out here, uh, but it, it radiates. The people radiate, the land radiates, even the sheep that I have to fight to get to the loo, they kind of, everybody seems as though they're in the one place that they're supposed to be, and that shows. And... I've been, I've woken up happy here every day, and I think it's because you feel that. Oh my God, look at the moon. Wow. 
See? Happiness everywhere. That's amazing. Good sign for race day. <laughs> okay, now everybody has to sing, okay? Ring around the rosy. The big day arrives. I entertain the kids while the men prepare for the race. Ashes, we all fall down. <laughs> Ready? Ring around the rosy. New arrivals. Horse races are an amazing deal here. People come from miles around with their families and best horse. Our race boy looks confident. This race is being held in Henmaday's honor. He's just been awarded one of the country's highest accolades. Outstanding Mongolian Herder of the Year. The jockeys limber up. The ceremonial dress is important. And each horse has to be blessed with IRAG, even if it doesn't seem that keen. Henmaday, in traditional headgear, presents a toast to the race then sings a mantra to herald the start. Kids start young here. They learn to ride age two, literally tied into the saddle. The importance of this race has attracted a guest of honor, top Mongolian wrestler Tuvin Shina, another of Henmaday's sons. He'll start the race. As the riders are led out, Mensana and I take up our positions at the finish. The tension is mounting. The word is that it will be a close race. You write down who wins. I got gotcha. you. This is the judge. He marks down the kids as they come across the finish line to say who comes in first, second, third. Three. Four. 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 Yes. The children race hard. The fathers watching from the finish line are some of the most expert riders in the world, but they have no desire to show off their skills. Perhaps it's because riding to them is like breathing, something everyone can do. Here they come. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's the yellow jersey. In the final moment, Bekir urges his horse forward and wins the race. Oh, 
it was exciting, except the dog got run over by a horse, but other than that, everything's fine. Oh, that was exciting. It's all been kept in the family. Time for a celebration. Mensen acclaims the first prize, a valuable horse. Tuvinchina wrestles a sheep for the runner-up. Everybody gets something. Now it's back to Henmade's place. Like any good celebration, there's plenty of fat-tailed sheep to eat and lots of fermented mare's milk to drink. <laughs> I rag and vodka flow in equal measures. Soon I'm enjoying the party along with everyone else. <laughs> the men exchange snuff, and I know what an honor it is when they offer me the same. <laughs> Just a little sniff will do. Then we listen respectfully to the ceremonial speech honoring Henmade's award as outstanding Mongolian herder. Of course, they're singing. Mongolians love to sing. <laughs> I'm completely comfortable and happy sitting here in this crowded gur. Mongolians have none of the things we take for granted in the West, and I found I can get along without them. In the gur, everyone is equal and welcome, winner or loser, owner of a thousand horses or none. Everyone gets the same. <laughs> Mongolian nomads exist through cooperation, through making decisions together, being one together. I feel like I've been in the presence of a truly remarkable people. sniff this morning. So should we go for a ride? Yeah. Want to go for a ride? You? Yeah. It's my last morning. get used to these saddles. I may not be ready to ride 10,000 miles from Asia to Europe standing up like Genghis Khan, but hey, small steps. Suddenly, and all too soon, it is over. Yeah. I hate goodbyes. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. My little sweetie. Hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 How could I have known how much I would come to love Mensana and his family? 
they've stolen a piece of my heart. great warriors of Mongolia are some of the most generous and open-hearted people I have ever met. It's a paradox, but I'm beginning to understand it. The land out here makes them pull together. It encourages sharing, not competition. The grass is never greener on the other side of the fence because there are no fences. On the way back to town, I take one last ride through the open space. The first snows have fallen early in the hills. What I didn't know was that this was going to be one of the most brutal winters this century. It decimated herds and put many families at risk. Mongolia, hidden from the rest of the world for so long under communist rule, is an emerging nation newly forming. Like the Asiatic wild horse, it is struggling to survive in one of the world's harshest landscapes. I hope their inner strength and open-heartedness, which was deadly when united against outsiders, will now give them the strength to survive. There's a lot we can learn from Mongolia. <laughs>